Join founder of I Am a Watchman Ministries, Scott Townsend, with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View from the Wall. Welcome to today's episode of A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs, along with I Am a Watchman founder, Scott Townsend. Thank you for joining us today. In this special episode, I have the privilege of talking with Scott about his calling to start I Am a Watchman Ministries. We'll discuss the ministry's recent growth, as well as some of the many ways you can personally benefit from the ministry's resources. Scott, as we begin, every ministry begins with a good story, and I know our listeners would love to hear the story of God's call in your life. What was it like with the start of I Am a Watchman Ministries? Tell us about it. Well, Dylan, it begins with an awakening process as a believer. For the past four to five years, I had noticed that, you know, something just wasn't right in the world anymore. Mm -hmm. And as a believer of 40 years now, this realization just gnawed on me, you know, and sparked my rediscovery of Bible prophecy. Using my Bible and YouTube as a primary source, I began to consume a ton of information, teachings, and sermons on end-time subject matter. And like most of our listeners, this included exegesis on Old and New Testament prophecy. This is also where I began to develop what I call my trusted influencers list, because there are many voices out there that are not aligned with what the Bible teaches. So it's important we have a fair amount of discernment as watchmen in order to vet who we allow to speak into our lives and in our respective ministry calling. The warning of watchmen must implicitly be trustworthy, right? Yes. So it was one influencer in particular that I have come to trust that challenged me to take up the responsibility to become a watchman. That man was Amir Sarfati, who runs a ministry called Behold Israel. Amir, whom I've had the pleasure to meet in person several times, teaches all over the world. He is a very unique individual. Not only is he a Jewish believer, but he has political and military experience, giving him an unusual, powerful understanding of the Bible, the Middle East, and an understanding of how convergence is occurring at the intersection. So the Lord used Amir's teachings and his plea for people to rise up to become watchmen on the wall that put me into a deep thinking and learning phase. You know, as all this was percolating while I was on the return leg of a business trip in March of 2017, I witnessed a man on the opposite side of the aisle a few rows up reading his Bible. He read for something like an hour and a half. This was a moment I will never forget. My journey of waking up as a believer, the call from a mirror for believers to become watchmen, and the strong testimony of that guy on the plane publicly demonstrating a fearless witness that he was a Christian. All of these came to a point of decision for me. I felt compelled to rip off the corner of my Starbucks bag, which you know held my croissant during the flight, and began writing a note telling this man that I had just committed to becoming a watchman. I remember writing a number of encouraging words to him and wrote down some of the key influencers I encountered along the way. As we offboarded the plane, Dylan, I caught up to the gentleman and shared the scrap of paper with my notes on it and my business card and thanked him for his strong witness. I'd like to stress that I had no idea at that time that anything special was going on. 
In fact, I really had no clue as to what was going to unfold to me. I just had crossed over a personal line and knew this was something I simply needed to commit to in my walk with the Lord. Nothing more. Well, that's powerful. And I know, Scott, a lot has happened in the short time since God has called you to start I Am A Watchin' Ministries. And I know people would be interested in hearing some of the early ways you saw God's hand at work in affirming your ministry. Tell us a little bit about this. There were many evidences and confirmations of my calling over several months, but I'd like to highlight just three of them as a way of encouraging our listeners that indeed God does call, He does bring confirmation, and He brings resources to bear at the right time. I'll go further and say He leads and we follow. So the first confirmation I received was about three weeks later when I got a nudge from the Holy Spirit to check to see if the IamAWatchman.com domain name was available. I was shocked that it was actually. I thought to myself, surely someone else out there would have claimed that name, but no. The Lord sovereignly made sure that I could purchase that domain, and not just that one, but the .net, the .org, and many parallel names as well. After securing the purchase, I was literally walking around my house stunned for the next two days. I just could not get my head around the fact that my three-week-old written declaration on that little piece of paper to that guy on the plane was linked to successfully obtaining the domain name that would literally make a way for me to fulfill the commitment I had just made. The second example I can share was a few weeks after that when I was traveling away from home and was doing my normal morning routine, which of course includes reading the Word every day. In the Starbucks where I was sitting, although I didn't acknowledge the woman sitting next to me right away until I was ready to leave, what she said to me just shocked me. I was wondering when you were (laughs) going to talk with me. Apparently, she inferred that I was a believer because I had a bracelet on my wrist that said, love is action. Long story short, her fiancé authored a fictional book on end times that spoke about Bible prophecy and what it will be like to live through the tribulation. So here, in a random Starbucks away from home, a person I had never met before sitting next to me has a fiancé that wrote a book as a watchman trying to warn his audience on future prophetic events. It was just amazing. The third example involved a random encounter while I was on a business trip. I was working hard, and my work extended into the weekend. However, I got done on Sunday morning early enough that I looked for a place to worship, and I found a local church less than two miles away from our office and drove there, attended service, and went up for prayer afterwards. I asked for prayer about starting the I Am a Watchman ministry, and the two men that prayed with me did a wonderful job coming alongside me. After prayer, They asked more questions about what we were doing, so I shared some more. Unexpectedly, they pointed to another member of the congregation and told me, quote, you need to talk to that woman over there, unquote. And I did just that. As we approached each other, the first words out of her mouth were, I am a watchwoman. Remember, she didn't know me, mind you. I was in a random church for the first time, so she didn't know about my calling, didn't know about the prayer request I had just had with those two men on the prayer team. And to say that I was shocked would be an understatement. There are many other such examples, uh, like when the Lord went before our ministry's financial needs and unexpectedly harvested a long-term asset about four years earlier than anticipated. 
such as when the Lord brought the I Am A Watchman team together with skills and abilities I never knew we needed at the time, things I didn't anticipate or know about during the interviewing phase. Then there was the time when the Holy Spirit spoke into our team in our early days and emphasized our unique role to encourage, inspire, instruct, come alongside watchmen and watchwomen all over the world. We became very sensitive to supporting watchmen, and we've been working on that mission ever since. By the way, our listeners can find out more about our focus and our About Us purpose statement on our core values. So it doesn't take much imagination, Dylan, to realize that incident after incident, the Lord firmly confirmed my calling and our current focus. Perhaps because the role of a watchman is quite difficult, the Lord knew I would need several consecutive confirmations and encouragements to believe and proceed with the formation of the I Am A Watchman ministry. Let me add that our entire team is responsible for what site visitors see on our website and social media platforms. It's not just me. I just want to be perfectly clear about that. Well, we hope you're enjoying this story, and we'll be right back after a brief break, so stick with us. We'll be right back on A View From The Wall. Welcome back to A View from the Wall, and we've been talking with Scott Townsend about the beginnings of I Am a Watchman Ministries, and now it's easy to focus on the statistics in an online ministry, but there have been many powerful personal stories as well. And Scott, as we continue, I want you to share a personal story of someone you've seen impacted through the I Am a Watchman Ministry. Well, sure. There is one in particular that taught me a great lesson I'll never forget. It involves a watchwoman I had been introduced to a year and a half ago. She is in an amazing role with a well-known organization many of our listeners would instantly recognize. As we were building our website and content, I began thinking of reserving the introductory announcement of what our ministry was doing for, and I'll quote here, for just the right time. I was quite surprised when one of my teammates reached out to her without my foreknowledge, incidentally, and began sharing our ministry focus and invited her to write a post for us. My business brain said, oh, no, I didn't think we were ready for contact with such an important VIP. A week or two later, we got her article contribution for our website, along with a story of how she had been impressed several times by members of her own Bible study group to begin writing. So when my teammate contacted her, which I now understand was his faithful response to the Holy Spirit prompting him, it was both a confirmation and the right timing for her to take action. So what I thought initially was a mistake became a great blessing our team enjoyed. So in one of those crystal clear moments, the Holy Spirit demonstrated to me that his sovereignty and great love for this VIP overrode my puny ministry launch timing considerations. I distinctly recall how much I realized that business mindset and ministry mindset are very different. Anyway, it was a very important lesson, and I'm still learning. Well, that's such an encouragement to hear that even early on, God was at work in special ways that you couldn't even predict, uh, but yet was a confirming sign to the strength of the call God had given you for this ministry. And as we continue our time together, uh, you've mentioned already this 
aspect of the prophecy ministry leaders who influenced you and being discerning about who you let influence you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about some of the prophecy ministry leaders who have been an influence in your life as you've started and led I Am A Watchman Ministries. Wow, that's a really challenging question to answer, Dylan, because there are so many, and we don't have enough time to go through them all, obviously, but let me just give you an abbreviated list. I'd like to begin, actually, with my father-in-law, who is now graduated to heaven, who Mm. exemplified as a retired pastor that we need to work tirelessly to advance the kingdom while we still can before the rapture. I never really understood his fierce determination to witness and to push so hard until I became an awakened believer. Now I get it completely and seek to emulate his modeling of that to me. Secondly, Amir Sarfati, who is the founder of Behold Israel, for teaching about what it means to be a watchman and for calling people to make that commitment. As I remember bringing this up in our interview we did with Jan Markell last year, he is the one I credit for the invitation issued worldwide for Watchmen to rise up in these days. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit used that invitation to change my life. I owe a deep sense of gratitude to him and to his team. J.D. Farag would be on my list. Just I just met J.D. Farag and his assistant, Pastor Mac, last Sunday, and they were gracious enough to meet with my wife and I after service. We had a great time getting to know each other better, and it was a wonderful opportunity to update them both on the progress of our I Am a Watchman ministry. His prophecy updates every week on his Aloha Bible Prophecy YouTube channel have been a great source of learning for me. And of course, I would also add Jan Markell, founder of Olive Tree Ministries. She is an incredible example of how we are to speak the truth in love and not to shirk from our duty as a watchman or watchwoman. She is relentless in her quest to finish strong and to do all she can while there is yet time to influence people for Christ. Dave Reagan and Nathan Jones, both from Lamb and Lion Ministries, they've been a great source of teaching and encouragement to me. In particular, I've appreciated Nathan's Why I Believe in the Pre-Trib Rapture article. It's clear, concise, and well-articulated. I'd also like to call out Eric Barger, founder of Take a Stand Ministries, for coming alongside our ministry earlier this month at our internal planning summit to listen, learn about what we do, and to speak into our plans and into our team for 2019. And finally, I'd just like to say hi to Chad Thomas out there, who's the founder of Watchmen on the Wall 88. He excels at watching current events, plus great Bible prophecy content, plus the gospel. His engagement with those that present themselves to his online ministry is an incredible example of what an average man can do. One of the most incredible things I admire is his engagement with people on his channel. He takes time, develops relationships, and helps them discover their need for Christ. I can go on, Dylan, but uh, just know that it takes a village to awaken a believer into a watchman, and I've been very, very lucky to have met many of these influencers in person. 
Yes, and I like how God has gone before you where it's not just people who influence you from a distance, but many of these you've met individually at conferences over the past year or two. So God continues to bring these people into your life in a special way. And one thing I like is that as the outreach at I Am A Watchman Ministries has grown, it has taken you personally to some interesting locations. For example, I know you had the opportunity to travel to Israel recently. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about that experience, maybe some of the other places God has led you in the journey of leading I Am A Watchman Ministries? Well, yes. I uh, finally had an opportunity to attend one of the Behold Israel tours led by Amir Safadi and his team last October. It was one of the highlights of my life, and I was blown away uh, by our first stop in Joppa as Amir did a teaching on Acts 10, where Peter went up on the roof to pray and where the sheet was lowered, opening up the gospel to the Gentiles. I stood listening to his teaching just 20 feet away from that rooftop. I was literally seeing the place where his purpose for Gentiles was revealed. Mm. And since I'm a Gentile, I was profoundly moved to realize that I was being grafted into the tree. Praise God for that moment. It was also thrilling to see the Mount of Olives and witness where the Lord will touch ground again as he establishes his millennial kingdom. We know that when he does, there will be a reconfiguration of the topology in Jerusalem. So it was a treat to see the before image. Of course, we will witness the after image as we ride behind the King of Kings from heaven on our white horses. What a day that will be, Dylan. Yes. From an overlook on the Golan Heights, it was incredible to hear a great teaching about the past, present, and future conflict in this part of Israel, and to realize that my eyes were witnessing the impending Ezekiel 38 war prophecy on its very doorstep. Sitting on an abandoned and rusted Israeli tank looking into Syria, it wasn't hard to imagine the Lord spectacularly interceding and defeating the enemies of Israel. I strongly encourage our listeners to contact the ministry tour schedule on the Behold Israel website for more information. We'll include those links in the description below. Incredible tours, sites, food, and fellowship with like-minded believers. It was really amazing. And then from an I Am A Watchman ministry perspective, we launched our website at the Hear the Watchman conference in Dallas last March. So we are very grateful to Mike and Jeannie for helping us newbies learn the ropes there. Also, we traveled to Surrey, British Columbia, for our first international ministry trip late last year at the invitation of our friend Peter Evanow, founder of Prophecy Source. This year, one of our highlights will be attending the Hope for Our Times conference in Palm Springs, California, in late June. We invite all of our listeners to meet the team there. Well, Scott, the way you describe Israel makes me want to go there right now, but it's exciting to know that it's not just Israel, but it's across America, even into Canada. God has led you to some important places, and we're going to talk more about the ministry of I Am A Watchman Ministries in just a moment. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to A View from the Wall. And we've been talking with I Am a Watchman Ministry, Scott Townsend, about the calling and early stages of the formation of I Am a Watchman Ministries. If you've been with us through the early parts of this podcast, you've heard about his calling to the ministry. You've heard about his travels to certain places, the way God has confirmed and brought voices alongside of him who have helped him, such as J.D. Farag, uh, Jan Markell, and others who have been a blessing to the work that he has done. Done. And in this segment, we want to continue talking about some of the early story of I'm a Watchman Ministries. Now, these influences and journeys are an important part of the ministry, but so are the content and the community. Let's take a moment to talk about what is some of the content available at I'm a Watchman Ministries and some of the ways people can join us in community as watchmen. Well, we have a robust website at imawatchman.com that kind of has the full measure of our resources for Watchmen worldwide. For example, we provide, without cost of registration, nine PDF books related to prophecy, Bible study, discipleship. We offer three six-week sermon series complete with PowerPoint, sermon, research notes, and bulletin inserts for pastors or small group leaders to use and modify as they like. These teachings are designed to help reintroduce important Bible prophecy, in fact, the full counsel of God, many ways that our churches today are not dealing with these topics back into the pulpit, and so these resources are designed specifically for that. We have blog posts written by Watchmen for Watchmen audience. To date, we have over 20 contributing authors. Our collection of A View from the Wall interviews are growing, and we're having a blast doing them, actually. Dylan, let me pause for a minute. Um, I do have a special request for our listeners. Um, It is incredibly hard to establish and grow in social media. We are less than a year old public facing. And so my ask is uh, from our listeners, if they would go to our website and declare that they're all in by filling out the subscribe to our mailing list form located on the right side of all of our inside pages. Also, like our Facebook page, subscribe and check the notification bell on our YouTube and Vimeo channels. Like us on Instagram. And finally, follow us on Twitter. Our team has worked extremely hard for a year and a half to get to this point. But we need more critical mass. Just to share a few stats um, as of this week, we have inbound traffic from 140 different countries Our site visitors speak 99 different languages. We have over 10,000 likes in our growing Facebook community. We have uh, 1,500 subscribers on YouTube, and we need much, much more on all fronts. So please help us grow. One of the things that defines the way that we view success, Dylan, is when we help a mature believer understand what it means to be a watchman and to help bridge them to make that commitment to the Lord. So we aren't necessarily trying to get that uh, all-in commitment to ourselves as a ministry. We're trying to assist uh, believers making that commitment to the Lord. And by filling out that subscription notice, we are at over 1,200 all-in commitments from Watchmen, literally from all over the world. So that is basically how we define success in our ministry. 
Well, these are powerful stories and some important statistics for such a short time as a new ministry. Clearly, God is doing something special here. And there's so much more we could discuss, but I enjoy how when we interview our other guests that we take a moment to allow them to speak encouragement into the watchmen, into the watchwomen who are listening. And now it's your turn, Scott. I'm going to ask you, what are some words of encouragement that you have for the watchmen and watchwomen who are listening to the program today? Well, let's start by being honest, and I'm going to just make a uh, statement here that uh, it's no surprise to our audience that being a watchman or watchwoman is extremely hard. There is a lot to learn from in the Word, so we rightly divide the Scriptures, and there's an overwhelming funnel of current events that speak to the shortness of our time before the rapture. The volume and intensity of information has to be carefully moderated so we don't get stuck in a dark and discouraging place. For example, after watching a couple hundred teachings from the Christian truther community, such as occult symbology in Hollywood, for instance, I discovered that I was losing perspective and had to pull back. Although I still watch selected exposés on various subjects, I now find that listening to sermons is most important to me. Mm -hmm. I need the pure Word of God to be uppermost in my mind. At this point in my life, I have learned enough about the evil in this world. I totally get it. Now I need the Lord to speak to me from His Word to let His truth soak into me. I continue to have my personal quiet time each day and continue to attend a local church. Please don't stop going to church. And I do understand it is difficult to find a church today that is preaching the gospel strongly and clearly. Nevertheless, don't let the enemy isolate you. Seek others and fellowship. Let me share that as a watchman, the battle for the mind has been shocking. As a believer of 40 years now, I find stray thoughts a bigger problem than before my calling. I also fight temptation with greater personal determination because I need to be holy and prepared for the bridegroom. Sometimes I find myself shouting no inside my head as I take every thought captive. The intensity, the focus, and determination to make a difference for the kingdom of God literally fuels my desire to finish strong. I often imagine that I'm leaning into the tape as I cross the finish line and realize that my goal is to leave everything on the court. No holding back, no compromise. I'm all in, and I know that my rest is coming. I bring this up because I suspect that the transparency of doing so will let our audience and the watchmen and women that are just now discovering their ministry will know that A, they're not losing their minds. B, that the calling and difficulty of a watchman is high, and C, that the labor pains and frequency of converging events is causing a lot of fatigue in our community. Take courage. Stand with us. Lean into your own ministry. Obey the Holy Spirit and follow his leading. So, Dylan, as we've interviewed a lot of other watchmen on our program, you know, it's interesting that there are many things that And I've been really delighted, actually, at the number of very positive ways that our guests have continued to speak into the Watchmen community to give them hope, encouragement, and support. And I would just like to add my own voice to that. I mean, we've formulated the entire I Am a Watchman ministry for that purpose, and we consider ourselves to be a safe haven for those that need to be recharged and re-energized and encouraged and to learn in a safe way. And uh, it's actually one of the greatest responsibilities we have in our calling. And so I would just invite our listeners again to uh, take a look at our website, IamAWatchman.com, and also Facebook, 
YouTube, Vimeo, and Twitter and Instagram and uh, continue to follow us there because there's a lot of encouraging things that we do day to day. Yes, and let me just conclude by saying this is not the end of the story. We had so much content in this one. We are going to do a part two that we want to bring to you as well. So we want to thank you for joining us at A View from the Wall today and encourage you to check out IamAWatchman.com, like Scott mentioned, and subscribe to our emails for all of the latest information. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube, our podcast on SoundCloud, and join us next time on A View from the Wall. Thanks for being with us. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.